1: There was a yellow pad right next to my phone, and I pulled it over and I wrote on it I will be the world champion in five years or less. It was four years, four months, and 14 days. Now, the crazy part about this, and the only reason it really is on my, my mind, I tell this story to people who you know, are looking for inspiration or whatever all the time on my cameos, you know. One day I'm doing the same story to someone in a cameo, and then I go, oh, my God. I said to Dusty, four years, four months, and 14 days before this, I know I'm never going to be you or rick or hulk but on this night that i'm going to become the world champion i'm stepping in the ring with rick and hulk and the franchise the stinger wow like what's the odds of that
2: this is the tom Rowland podcast fascinating stories to amaze encourage and inspire you in fishing fitness and the outdoors and we're brought to you by black rifle coffee i started this podcast as a way to connect with my friends people that i admire and respect and you It has been a learning journey that's made me a better person, a better fisherman, a better father, and a better athlete. I'm so happy that you're on this journey with me, and I'd love to hear from you with show suggestions, guest suggestions, or questions. The best way to get a hold of me is through text you can text 305-930-7346 for the fastest response but if you prefer to email you can send that to podcast at saltwaterexperience.com. that's a dedicated email address just for the show if you like this show you can show your support by posting about it on social media and tagging me text the link to a couple of friends that may also enjoy it And subscribe and leave a five-star review if you feel like I've earned it. The website is TomRolandPodcast.com, and that is where everything lives. All past shows, you can go and listen to any show. You can look up all the different shows that we've done both the How-To Tuesdays, the Full Links, and the Physical Fridays. They all live on TomRolandPodcast.com. And the social media is Tom underscore Roland, R-O-W-L-A-N-D, on Instagram. Or you can go to our big account, Saltwater underscore Experience. I hope to hear from you soon. So now, let's get on to
0: today's show. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment,
1: Hey guys, it's me, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, the king of bada bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time world champion, WWE Hall of Famer, and founder and CEO of DDP Yoga, better known today as DDPY. Why? I'll tell you why. Because I want people to stop calling it just yoga. And you are on the Tom Rowland Show.
2: <laughs> Somehow I knew you were going to do that perfectly. <laughs> Somehow I knew uh,
1: for the for
2: the guy that's been accused of being too over the top for professional wrestling, <laughs> I knew you would uh, do that.
1: It's, it's so funny because my my wife Paige, her first name is actually Paige, so now she's Paige 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 Paige, Paige, Paige. but before her last name was McMahon. Like no relation to Vince. Like, oh, really? Yeah, no relation.
2: Yeah, you got to clarify that. Yeah, hundred
1: percent, hundred percent. But uh, yeah, um, she she hears she hears it like that's my opening to every cameo <laughs> that I do because I gotta have a little bit of that before I I break down and then I talk about it. like my cameos, man. They're like eight, 10, 12. They've been as much as 15 minutes. Cause I care. So many of the people who, who do my program want to know about it. They come and get cameos from me. So Paige will just break into it. Like she so could do the whole opening.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got it down to you. you you're it's very refined and uh, you were always a great showman in, in professional wrestling. So just, there may be somebody out there that doesn't know who you are. I'm sure. Um, but <laughs> I've been a fan I was, a, you know, I grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. That's the home of Memorial, Memorial Auditorium. You probably went through there many, many times. times. You might've been the person that I saw get hit with a hot dog rotisserie when it when dusty road spills out into the, into the, the, the lobby and somebody got hit with a hot dog rotisserie. I was it. like, man, that is cool. I mean, you hit him with a hot dog rotisserie. That is, you're not going to see that in the big leagues. That's yeah. Georgia championship right there. Yeah. Anyway, um, wrestling was always on TV. We only had three channels Saturday morning. That's what you watch. I watched fishing shows and I watched professional wrestling. I became, uh, a, professional fisherman because i'm obviously not big enough i mean i could be ray mysterio jr uh, or somebody he,
1: was, uh, he wasn't that big but he was a he, bad he uh, was boy. what an
2: athlete what I, mean, he, I mean incredible
1: he would have been a, a gold medal i don't care what part of gymnastics
2: or a du Soleil athlete uh, or yeah, something right,
1: either one i mean yeah. the guy's still doing it now, let me it's a funny story about When I broke in, I was, to be a wrestler, I was 35 and a half. And that year coming in, nobody worked harder than me. I knew I'm going to win the Rookie of the Year. But a a friend of mine named Eric Watts, his dad came in, ran the promotion WCW. So he got this huge push Mm. at the end of the year. He was the Rookie of the Year on PWI. So there's another one called Dave Meltzer's. And Dave's like... I know I'm winning that rookie of the year that year, and when I look, I'm like, "Who's Rey Mysterio?" (laughs) Now, Ray at the time, I'm 36. Ray's maybe 15, 15, but he's been wrestling for three years already in Mexico, and when he finally comes into WCW, I'm like, "Ray Mysterio's here! Oh, I want to see that cat!" So I walk out there. His match is just about to start. And I see this guy doing all this crazy flying around. I'm like, man, whew, I was second by a long shot. <laughs> he's, he's one of the best ever in the world. You know, I as mean, far as- it,
2: it, what he could do was was incredible. And what what all professional wrestlers do. I mean, like on this show we've talked about wrestling. I was a high school wrestler and my boys wrestled and I was a wrestling coach and I've been a wrestling parent and 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 that wrestling is obviously different. And some yeah. people were like some <laughs> yeah. people are like why do you, why do you like professional wrestling? <laughs> I like professional wrestling because it was it was such a part of me growing up. Like it was it's what you watched on TV. And then in the in the late 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, man, wrestling was it was they're, huge it was huge, huge so huge, yeah. huge,, but they also brought in all these societal um kind of themes, like like Russia versus the United yeah, States sure. all and that, all that stuff 80s, yeah. right, like they yeah. just did all that stuff, and so it was like you would turn it on and it was like this commentary about what was going on in the world as much as it was a a you know, like an entertainment thing.
1: Well, you know, wrestling was such a huge part of pop culture. Yeah. And if you really look at the NFL, which is probably one of the biggest organizations in the world, makes the most money, probably one of them anyway. Like, they never had any fireworks, mm. they never had any stories, you know, on the guys. Like, that's what we create. We create characters and stories that people can connect with. I mean, think about it for a second. Everybody in that arena, in the last 20 years anyway they know that we know that they know that we know <laughs> that if me and you are both about to walk out there and wrestle we know who's going to win how how do you make them care right and that's where the character development really comes into play and my career in the beginning we talked about it earlier i I was too over the top for professional wrestling when i was a manager and speaking for guys but so they took me away from that at 35 and a half and that's when i started to train to wrestle and in the beginning you're trying to find out who you're going to be and what i really figured out was when Paige Joseph Falkenberg, which was my real name before I changed it, Dallas Page. When Paige Joseph Falkenberg stopped trying to be this bigger-than-life wrestling persona, and Diamond Dallas Page started to take on the real-life characteristics of Paige Joseph Falkenberg, man. My career started to take off, and I did the NWO turn on those guys and mm. blew the roof off. <laughs> and then I, my my whole the feud of the year 1997 is me and the Macho Man. <laughs> Ooh yeah, Randy Savage. <laughs> like it changed my life on a different level. And Randy, he saw that. I just put all this work in over the last five years and I was connecting with the people and he asked to work with me. And then, you know, he ended up putting me over in the middle. I get the one, two, three in the win. That doesn't happen without Randy Savage saying it's time,
2: you know, it's your time. It's interesting. I mean, when uh, I think that what is interesting about uh, that that story and and just professional wrestling for people that don't really know that much about it is the grind that goes into this and, and wrestling day after day after day, wrestling at two o'clock in the afternoon and then wrestling in a different city at seven o'clock at night and then getting in a car and going someplace else. And through all of that time, you're also with enormous people that are (laughs) that are excellent at what they do but everybody can make a mistake right like you come off the top rope and you're supposed to kind of miss but you don't and yeah and and there's a lot of injuries
1: you can't fake gravity (laughs) like randy randy would jump off the top rope that was his thing and drop an elbow on you now i'm sure earlier in his career he landed a lot on his hip and didn't kill the guy as much by the time he got to me i mean i'm at that time i'm 40 Well, 40 i just turned 41 and my career is insane at that time randy's 44 i'm his crash pad yeah there was the first time he landed on me. I seriously felt like the left side of my rib cage just broke open and all my guts might have been <laughs> splashing onto the, you know, cause you can't fake gravity and he would jump. So he's good. 16, 15 feet in the air when he's coming down and it got to so bad that I started peeing blood like for weeks and so I go see my doctor. I'm not going to go to see their doctor because they're going to pull me off. Mm-hmm. And so I go see him and he goes, dude, you you need to rest your kidneys, you know, and I'm in the big, I, everything that I work for, if I go away, the angle's over, it's yeah. done. So somebody else moves right in there. So I said, I said to Randy, I said, ran, I said, uh, try landing on my stomach, you know, and One night he overshot me and he landed right on my face. Mm. This is our second paper. I'm putting him over now or he gets the win, you know, so it's the payback, but Scott, Randy hit me with the belt. Scott Hall hit me with his finish. And then Randy came off the top. And what had happened is next thing I know, I'm walking backstage and I stop and I look at my wife, who was my valet at the time, Kimberly, um, I said, baby, did I I just wrestle? (laughs) And she said, what? I said, is it Nitro? Did I just wrestle? She goes, stop it, Paige. You're scaring me. I go, what the hell? What am I doing? Where, Where am I? What happened? She goes, it's a great American bash. You just wrestled Randy Savage. Wow. I said, what happened? Now, again, complete blackout. She said that. And this, if you watch that match on YouTube or on the the, um, Peacock where the WWE play everything on there, it's their, it's their network on Peacock. If you watch it though, we, they were, the referee up till that point was screaming, go home, go home. Because when you have a three hour show and you get the three hours in one second, it goes to the next show. So if we haven't finished that match, They're going to have to pay back millions of dollars. So they're screaming, go home. Brandy finally came off the top rope. This is what it shows like on YouTube. And one, two, three, Scott comes in. Scott Hall grabs him and raises Randy's hands with the ref because there's no DQ match. That's why they could all beat the hell out of me. In the background, you will see me starting to sit up and I go back down. Thank God. It goes to black, which means shows over. I sat up again, like the undertaker would do. <laughs> they don't know it. I get to my feet. I stagger. I fall through the ropes and they see it. And I give them both the year number one sign, <laughs> walk down the aisle. And she says, and here we are. And I'm like, oh, Whoa. Like, this is fighting in the back stuff. Like, this is this would be like if Clint Eastwood, Sylvester Stallone and John Wayne all went boom, 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 and you pull a Tony Montana and come out, ah! Can you? <laughs> all those times Tony Montana, <laughs> Pacino got shot. He never went down. Right. That's what it would be like. Well, Pacino's a hero over there. He's the star of the show. Over there, this is like, my job is to stay down. Well, I don't know, but I know we're going to have a problem backstage. So I go right in the locker room and I stuck a table in front of me and they kick that door in and I'm like, dude, you knocked me out. I had no idea. I go through the table head away. I go, do you really think I would do that? Do you really (laughs) think so? Let's go. Oh, right, right, right. they walked away and then i started feeling something right here and i felt like a pain i'm reaching my mouth there's nothing in there i'm going what the hell is that then i take a shower it's it a little bigger by the time we left kimberly and i left we went right to the hospital and by that time it's like a golf ball wow. in my mouth the doctor says um you got a serious concussion here now, we don't know about concussions right. back then. You right. know, like, hey, right. get
3: tough off, yeah, boy, you get back rung, in. You rung your bell. Right, like,
1: get back in the game. So I, of course, I just, I, I had to wrestle Bret Hart the next night, you know, and I'm going over. So if I just did the job, meaning put Randy over, I want to win today, yeah. you know, because even though it's, predetermined you know nobody wants to lose right
2: nobody wants to lose and you got to do that day after day day after, after day. day after month after month after month
1: let me let's tell you what happened I, I, we were in in uh the united center in chicago and you know people they never see the the, the entertainers come in because they come in through the back and there's a huge roll that big They bring all the semis and all that. And they bring all the equipment. So by this time, my face now looks like a chipmunk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and just on this side and I'm waiting there. Cause Randy's got to show up at some point <laughs> and here he comes. And I'm just sitting there on like one of those big speaker boxes, you know, and he walks up to me and he goes, Mm. Sorry, brother. <laughs> <He walked off. laughs> Sorry,
2: I broke, his <laughs> I broke your face. I broke your face. So, I mean, that's is that the beginning of? I mean, your story is that you you you're taking off, and you you have a real serious injury with your neck, and both well, back, back, back. back. Your
1: back. My my career had already taken off. I started it in uh, ninety one. As a wrestler, I was 35 and a half, worked like six months, tore my rotator cuff, And they got rid of me Mm. because my my contract was partially for the manager and then partially for the wrestler. And that's where Jake Roberts took me under his wing. And that's really the main reason between him and Dusty Rhodes. Without Dusty Rhodes, there is no Diamond Dallas Page. I had two of the greatest mentors you could ever dream of. And Jake took me under his wing. And 11 months later, I was back in WCW. And it took another three years. You know, to finally pop. So, 96, at the end of 96, my career explodes. 97, 98, I'm on top of the world. You know, I've headlined every, you know, 13 main event pay per views. <laughs> I mean, I've lived the dream on an insane level. Worked with when it was me and it was Hogan was going to wrestle with Rodman and they were on the Tonight Show. And I've already set this all up Malone and me are going to come in from the wings. Rodman and Malone were just in the championship in the NBA.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we come in, throw down the chairs and shoot our angle on the tonight show with Jay Leno in the middle. That's how crazy my life was at that time. And then going into January, I ruptured my L four and L five so badly that three spine specialists told me you're done. Now over that time, 97 and 98 I had a contract my contract was like for 275,000 and 295,000 which is a lot of money not where I was at everybody I'm with everyone making seven figures mm-hmm. I'm making that and by the time you pay for all your stuff it's not really a lot of money when you end up because you pay for everything but your but your but your uh, airfare so bottom line is is that I finally got paid and now. They're telling me my career's over. Mm. And that's where DDP yoga comes from, because I'm the guy who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga the first 42 years of my life. Yeah. And just because that's the way I was raised. You know, my boys, my buddies. Right. We're looking
2: looking at these pictures like there you are with with Goldberg and the ultimate warrior and Roddy Piper. The
0: 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history designed by John Browning. The 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911, and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com.
1: Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment Discover your next adventure on fishing booker.
2: I mean none of, the, none of those guys are doing yoga. No, no, mean, no they're no. doing some other things. Yeah. They're not doing yoga. So so how did like you you're in this you're in this place where you're you're really probably questioning maybe you with your incredible mind and you're, you're able to, to believe in yourself so much that you can come back, but you got doctors telling you that you but in can't the do beginning, it. But in
1: the beginning, I'm like anybody else, right? emotional gravity, like woo, pulling me down. So I honestly believe everyone has to, when it gets something like, it looks like the worst thing ever happened to you. Like I just finally got paid and everything I worked for. Now you're telling me it's over. Like everyone, Tom Brady's lost Super Bowls. You know what I mean? LeBron James has lost championships. They're going down, but they ain't going to stay there. And that's the key that I try to teach everybody. You just don't stay there. You know, the rock Trump, Obama, Oprah. I mean, everybody, I don't care how big you are. Goes down. The key is the real players, they don't stay there. Like, okay, how can I turn this around? And yoga was never the call to me. My first wife, Kimberly, who I'm still best friends with, my wife and my wife Paige and her are best friends. I mean, we just have a great relationship. I'm best friends with her husband. He we all work together. Um, and a lot of people go, how can you do that? Because we have a great relationship. But The biggest thing is like, you can't let the emotional gravity own you. You've got to turn it around. And it was Kimberly who said to me, she said, you know, honey, you should really try yoga. And I was like, F that (laughs) I'm not doing yoga. And she was like, all right, you know, and the next night she said it again to me. She's like, you're, you'll, I'm the first guy to ice his body. I'm the first guy to do constant chiropractic, deep muscle massage therapy. I mean, organic juicing. 25 years ago, I was doing that. And you won't do yoga. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So the thing about yoga 25 years ago, there was no modifications. Mm -hmm. I created those for myself, had to figure them out. And all of my workouts, all my early stuff, are filled with super easy, challenging, and everything in between. And I'm always saying, step in, lower a knee. Don't make it so hard. Get through it. Build your strength physically. Build your strength mentally. That's how I teach everything. And going back to that, in the beginning, doing the yoga, I had to figure it out. In the first three weeks, I felt a significant difference, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, this yoga stuff, this is real."
2: Well, the the difference that you felt felt was it like just overall you just felt a little bit better? Or were some pains just kind of going away, or you're walking downstairs better, or like what? I what was it, your first thing that you? The first noticed? thing,
1: the first thing I felt was more mobility, and not as you know, like okay, okay, because again, I'm, I'm only forty two. Then I'm not like I'm today going to be sixty six. You know. <laughs> uh, I, and again, I'm eating so clean back then, but still not as much as I would be today because eating the food, the food, the food has so much to do with how you feel physically. And I just started to feel like this is going to help. Now I'm also doing rehab and I've rehab by that time, both shoulder surgeries and both knee surgeries. So I know a lot about rehab and there's one thing that. God has kind of given me some inside cue on and it's how to break up scar tissue because mm-hmm. it's breaking up the scar tissue. It's what's great helps to create the mobility, but also takes away the pain. Now breaking up the scar tissue is really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So it's not like an easy ride to get there. So one night before I go to bed, this is after about three weeks or so in, in between there, I'm getting ready to go to bed and I'm, doing the, you know, just some yoga position and going from one to another. I'm just going to do the rehab too. So maybe why don't I just mix the rehab with the yoga stuff? I'm like, wow, that kind of flows pretty good. And again, I'm not lifting weights because I, I can't, you know, so I want to be able to do some kind of body and in body instead of doing just pushups. And we did them today, mm-hmm. just lower for three seconds, hold three inches off the ground. For three seconds, push up for three seconds, lower for three, hold for three, then go into Cobra, then into Down Dog. And in the beginning, I had to do them on my knees. Mm -hmm. But eventually, I get off my knees. Eventually, three-second push-ups became five. Five became ten. Ten became sets of ten. Now, my body is feeling better. I'm getting stronger, which is helping my mind feel I can do this. So now I'm going to start doing some cardio. Thinking, not even really thinking of doing cardio, I'm sweating my ass off. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I don't really realize that mentally because I'm thinking there's no cardio in yoga or rehab or even calisthenics, but there is. If you're not wearing a heart monitor, you have no idea though. Mm-hmm. But I always wear a heart monitor, probably the last three years of my, right before I blown my back out, because what I would get on the Stairmaster, and this I got from, you know who Mark Allen is? Mm-hmm. Mark yeah. Allen. Yeah the, he's a, yeah, the Michael Jordan of triathletes. Mm-hmm. He won the Ironman at 30, uh, 32, 33, 34, didn't at 35. He scouted down a guy named Phil Mathetone, Dr. Phil Mathetone, and he was training a lot of triathletes. Mathetone said, put this heart monitor on, go do the exact same workout you always do. And then come back here and, oh, do not, you're 35, 35 less 180 is 145 because he's a super athlete Add 10 clicks to that. Don't go over 155. Go do the same workout you'd normally do. He came back and he's like, doc, this isn't going to work. He's like, what are you talking about? It's like, it's like, I'm, I'm, I barely broke a sweat. My time sucked. My mile time was eight twenty nine, I believe it was. This whole article that Mark Allen wrote, and uh, he said, uh, dude, you got to trust me? You gotta, over the next couple months, you're going to see that change." And what ended up happening is Mark Allen staying at one fifty five. I'm sure he boosted a little bit at times, but staying at one fifty five pretty much at a time, he took it out of the eights, sevens, sixes. He finished his time. A 515 mile. Wow. Went back and won the Ironman, the hardest one that there is out in Hawaii, 36, 37, 38, and retired. So when I read that article, I realized okay, I'm at the time, say I'm, I'm 35. You know, I'm not going to go over it. 35 less 180. Actually, it wasn't 35, it was more 38. So 38 less 180 is 142. At 10 clicks, that I would never go over 155, 152. Because Stairmaster, I'm doing the roller coaster up and down and up mm-hmm. and down. And when I was doing it before I started doing the heart monitor thing, oh, what did I do? Didn't blow anything, but it was a muscle spasm. Mm. I would constantly be blowing myself out. Read that article. I put myself right in that zone. I never did it again. So now I'm coming back from injury. Now I'm 42, not 38. I'm not taking my heart rate over 130. And I get on a Stairmaster and I start. I'm doing pretty good. Go about 20, 30 minutes. Get on the mat. Get to a six-inch while I'm doing some 10-second push-ups. And go cobra, down dog, pounce. And I look over and my heart rate's at 128, 129. Hmm. I haven't been on the Stairmaster in 15, 20 minutes. So then I just went into Road Warrior 2, what I call. <laughs> and I grabbed imaginary cables. Now my heart rate's down to about 110. And I just start pulling, just like I would if it was heavyweight with a slow burn movement and pulling three, two, one. I'm watching go 111, 112, 114, 117. And I'm squeezing 118. And then I let go. I just let the mus- muscles go 117, 116, 115. And that's what today, what we were doing, <laughs> pull three, yeah. two, one, Damn. push three, two, one, creating the weight in my mind and in my muscle while I'm in a lunge, <laughs> while I'm in road warrior position. Like so, yeah. you didn't really think about
2: how long you were in that position, did you? It seemed like a long time. <laughs> it didn't seem quite as long as the push-ups, but it seemed seemed like kind of a long time. No, I, I get it. I think I think that's really really cool, and and you're you're able to to develop flexibility and strength without without beating up your body so and much. And cardio, right? And cardio. And cardio. So when did this become like a program? Like, well, well, to get back to it, you you were able to recuperate yourself it
1: three, it three less than three months i think it was like it was like three two months and 30 days or whatever two months
2: and 30 days after yeah. all the doctors told you there's no way you're gonna right. be able to do it two months and 30 days you're back ready to i have give to it go, a shot
1: i have to go see dr edwards who's here in atlanta first mm-hmm. though they they want a clearance mm-hmm. i went back by that time I could hold my foot out here like that. Mm. By that time, I could put my forehead on my shins. Mm. You have to understand, I wasn't doing this 20 minutes a day. Right. Started with 20 minutes, then later on, 20 minutes. Then it went to 30 minutes. It built up that I was doing three hours a day, not at one time. My job is to get back and live the dream, because if I get to six months where I'm not in that ring, that contract Mm -hmm. is gone. Yeah. So I wanted to do it in half the time. And it's good. I'm 40, 42 by that time. Yeah, I'm still 42, uh, but I'm about to turn 43. How many years do I have left? I want to get back as soon as I can, but I want to make sure I'm right. So I got cleared by the doctors. I came back at 42. They said my career was over at 43. I'm the world champ, which is like an Oscar Mm -hmm. in our business. So... Now I'm just, know I'm going to do it for the rest of my life because I'm still bumping around, yeah.
2: and taking crazy bumps. And- so where does it go from, this is something that has saved me in my career. And a lot of people might want to keep that a secret. And like, this is my little secret that I'm not going to share with anybody because it's, <laughs> uh, it's doing, but you did exactly the opposite. Yeah. You, when did this turn into a program that you could share with people and a program that somebody could follow? it
1: happened because so many of my buddies i turned on to it
2: mm-hmm. but they could
1: only do it when they were with me because there was nothing it's not yoga you know it's it's the it's the yoga and the rehab and the old school calisthenics and the dynamic resistance or time under tension it's there no one does it but me and so i could do it with them but I couldn't leave him with anything. Mm-hmm. And then I went to LA and did, you know, cause I, my career, you know, I almost broke my neck after that. And then I was like, okay, it's time for me to say goodbye. You know, and at, I, at 46, I retired. And I would come back just to show what I could do at 49. In the meantime, I went to LA and I pursue my acting career and I've got some really cool things coming up on Netflix. I've got a um, a show called Guardians of Justice, a very dark superhero show <laughs> that'll probably be the second quarter of this year coming up.
2: Really?
1: That took 7 years to
2: happen. Wow. 7 years. It's already complete. You've already done it? It's all,
1: all it's all done. It's in the can. It's actually on Netflix right now. They just haven't turned it on yet. Wow. So whenever they do that, but it took really 20 years. It took eight years to be an overnight success as a wrestler, eight years. <laughs> yeah. It took eight years for DDP yoga to become an overnight success, which is 10 years ago, this coming May. Um, but for the, for the acting thing, I was doing it the whole time, but at some point I got so bummed out that again, the emotional gravity start to grab you. Cause I helped so many people. Mm-hmm. This is before DDP yoga. I helped 30 guys get jobs with the company because I'd moved myself up to a position of power that had influence and would help people get the jobs in. But when I went to Hollywood, man, it was, it was so many plastic people and it really kind of really bummed me out. I met some good people. Thank God. And those relationship turned into something, but it took time. But at some point I was like, I'm putting my destiny in other people's hands you need to do something with what I called originally yoga for normal people. That's what I <laughs> yeah. called it. And then it became yoga for regular guys. And eventually that, you know, putting that out there eventually 10 years ago, right now, 10 years ago, right now, uh, I brought in one of my business partners, Steve, you, and it's kind of like me and Steve, you are kind of like Mick Jagger and Keith Richards hmm. of fitness. It's like Mick's going to do really well by himself. So is Keith. So is Dallas page. So is Steve, you, but together, together, those guys that are the rolling stones yeah. and together we're DDPY or DDP yoga. We're changing people's lives on a whole different level. So it took eight years. And I was, before I made a dime before may of, I guess it'll be 10 years when Arthur Borman's video went mm-hmm. viral. And I had done that with Arthur in 2007. That's when we did it. And me and his son made a video because his son filmed everything. And, um, you know, it, it, it people watched it and loved it, but it, it didn't move the needle. And in the beginning, I wasn't ready. It's kind of like when I started wrestling in 91. I thought by 94, I'm ready. 95, I'm ready. 96, well, by the end of 96, I was ready. But I thought I was before that. Kind of like starting to push what DDP yoga is. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, I didn't know anywhere near as much. Because you've got to make mistakes. You've got to fall down. you got to pick yourself back up. How, like, I don't believe that God, my God, puts the walls in front of me to keep me out. I believe the walls are put in front of us. See how much we really want it and how we got to figure out. Sometimes you can't go through the wall. You might have to go over it or around it. And it might be 3,700 miles to go around it. You just got to keep going. You can't quit. And Arthur, his video, like knowing what I helped him with, a guy who I trained with once, Everything else was just my DVDs and me giving him the inspiration and him giving him the food of what to eat because none of that was applied. He didn't have it then. That would be my next evolution. Mm-hmm. putting together the DVDs with some inspirational stuff and some how you know how to eat, how to eat for a really healthy life, healthy lifestyle. And for Arthur, that was always my, okay. I know what happened there. it's going to turn into something, and Steve, you, my business partner, who is uh like I create the stories, he tells them mm-hmm. and he had said to me a couple of times you know i 'm going to redo that Arthur video. And I was like, Sure, go ahead, and then one day he did it. And I was in L.A. at the time. And by this time, I've already, like, lost my house. Mm. I had to sell it for, uh, what do they call it? Short sell it. Really? I had no house. I, everything I had was, I'm $548,000 in at this point. Yeah. Into this DDP yoga thing that hasn't really returned any money. I, I'm not making any money. So I had, like, probably a quarter of a million bucks left. And I this is my last 100000 I probably, I probably would have kept going all the way through it, but in my mind, this is
2: it. You believed in it so strongly. Yes. That your last hundred thousand dollars you put into that.
1: Well, I had 250, but 150 was in my IRA. But my last hundred that I had in the bank, yeah. And I put it all in. And the first thing I did was grab one of the guys who'd been working with me for free, a guy named Robert McLaren, and he'd been my webmaster. And I said, Robert, I know you hate your job. I you hate your boss. I go, what do you make a year? And he told me, I said, I'll match that. And it wasn't a lot of money. I said, I'll match that. And then Steve came in and Steve was just helping me and put it together. And then I started to pay him too, because he needed money too. And this is a guy who went to Cornell Top of his class, recruited by IBM. He was going to be, a, he'd probably be running IBM right now. But that's not what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. He wanted to inspire people. So he was working on this documentary, inspired the movie. It was like him going to graduate school for self-taught everything he didn't go to nyu for film but i'll guarantee you he knows more than 99 of those guys right. who did right. so he comes in and he says i'm going to redo this video i'm like awesome so i'm in la at the time i'm literally packed everything up you know those pods you have so you know yeah. so it's in a pod i can have it delivered anywhere I don't know where I'm going to end up. I'm pretty sure I'm ending up here in Atlanta, but I'm not positive yet. And so Steve makes up the video and he calls me back. He goes, take a look at it. I'm like, bro, you didn't put DDP yoga yeah. anywhere. <laughs> and he goes, well, he goes, I read this book. He goes, actually, I read the first three chapters of how to get a video to go viral. Mm. And I said, yeah. And he goes, you can't, you can't make it an advertisement. Now we can. If you want to make it a commercial, we'll make it a commercial. What do you want to do? You want to inspire people, you want to make it a commercial? I said let's inspire people. I watched it a couple more times. It's real like I'm
2: crying every time. It's one of I the watch. best videos <laughs> I've ever seen. It. I mean, it really is. Like it really is. Uh, I don't know. It's partly the way it's put together and the storytelling, obviously, like you're saying, but then there's there's Arthur himself of of just like the the whole thing starts when he comes into the room and he's, and his son is just like doing just regular things. And right. he's like, what is it now? And you know, those can, pegs, yeah, like, yeah, oh, he's got that on there oh. and you can tell it's like, life is just, is just, beating this guy down and it's, mm. he just doesn't feel good and he doesn't hit nothing is good and he's got right? the canes yes. and, and his hobbling. belly's out to here yeah. And, yeah and his son's asking him like to do something and he's just like why oh, no i don't <laughs> want to do that and it's like any little thing is like at his breaking point and i don't know what it was about that initial scene but it was like wow that guy's in really bad shape right. Right. And then over the course of this thing, you see that he's trying. And then, then what, the thing about that is like, it wasn't just like this, you know, Instagram kind of thing where it's like, oh, look, now I can put my leg over my head. It's like, no, he's, he's on his pegs and he falls down on his face. And then he does it again and again and again. And, but each time it's a little bit better. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, at the very end, he's running, running. Crazy man.
1: You know, he loses 140 pounds in 10 months. More he's 5'6 and 297. So he loses 140 pounds. More importantly, he lost the knee braces and the back brace that every morning and the canes, but every morning his wife would put the knee, pull the sleeves on, put the braces on, attach the braces to the back brace, strap them in, take her 20 minutes for he can get up and go take a piss. You know what I mean? Like when you see that and really know that. So I tell Steve, I'm like, bro, there's a little clip of there, of me in there. And I said, you called me a yogi. Like I'm like the (laughs) anti-yogi yogi. yogi. He's like, he goes, do you know how many people are going to put, you know, who own yoga studios are gonna put this up on their Facebook wall? And to be honest, no, I have no idea about that in 2012. I have no idea. So then he calls me up. I said, okay, just leave it up there. You know, just I, I a lot of times he's really, really smart, Steve. And he just knows what, you know, he knows how to tell a story and he knows how to the music and to get you because it's again it it's like getting emotionally. You know into the character like mm-hmm. who is this person like this is real i had friends of mine because in wrestling everything's a work right mm-hmm. everything's fake you know to a certain degree but then not at all right you know <laughs> so like what's real and what's not they're like is this a work i'm like no dude this is his son filmed everything so i go to bed i got to catch up flight in the morning and i'm going to nashville to do this charity thing and I, Steve calls me, and now it's two o'clock in the morning, which means it's five here in Atlanta. And he goes, "Bro, bro, we're we're on Reddit." I go, "Reddit? What's Reddit?"
2: Hmm.
1: He's like, "I don't know either." He goes, "It's something I just found out about." It's like it's like the place that things things viral. I'm like, "What's viral?" I didn't know what viral meant back then, mm-hmm. right? He said, well, then people start to share it. He goes, we're number eight on Reddit. I'm like, wow, cool. All right, I'll talk to you in the morning. I go back to bed, calls me up hour and a half later. And I was like 3.30 in the morning. He's like, I go, bro, I got, I got to sleep. He goes, we're number one on Reddit. I'm like, seriously? Okay, that's amazing. I go back to bed. And then I get up and I get on the plane. I'm in TSA. And I get a text from him and it's a copy of a tweet. And it said something like stop what you're doing right now and witness real magic. Mm-hmm. And it's David yeah. Copperfield. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God. He goes, look at, cause I could see when orders were coming in, I was like, Oh my God, people are really starting to order the program. When I land, it's another one that says, amazing video uh starts off slow well worth the wait you'll be inspired tony robbins whoa and now it's going now here's what happened the week before and you know if you want to see relentless it's on amazon prime you should also watch resurrection jake the snake
2: both yeah, outstanding
1: to, to, so to really know what i'm doing and have been for the last you know 18 years but um when it takes off and now what we sold in a month we're selling in a day and it's only going to double and double those dvds i had one of my guys who was working with me was one for us and then he'd sell some on ebay and Mm. you know so he was like making his own money off the side and i i I was so mad. This is right before I left LA, moved out. And I went down here and got DVDs and sent them like to Florida to my buddy, Robert McLaren. He'll just sell from there. Never thinking we're going to sell that many. Oh my God. We don't have enough like for the first (laughs) two days and it's only getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I'm thinking this isn't, a commercial like nothing aggravates people more than you 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 get someone excited about something and then oh well, i can't get it to you right now right you know and i'm thinking oh my god this is gonna ruin it like it finally came and you know now everybody's involved they want to know about it they want to get it and you know we made i mean <laughs> i ordered like forty thousand dvds right then and I went down to Florida, and it was us packing him up and getting mm-hmm. stuff out. Yeah, that's I, in the
2: movie. Yeah, like, it's really that's
1: powerful. It's all that, real.
2: What did that feel like, though? To to that, you know, you you believed in this so much, and you invest your last hundred thousand, which could have easily, yeah, not happened. <laughs> right. like, what does it feel like when it when it actually happens?
3: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: You know, the only thing I can equate it to is, and I got to tell you this, this is a story. Dusty Rhodes was my, my mentor, my brother, my, sometimes my dad and i would when i wasn't making it in 94 95 96 yeah i'd call him and we'd talk and sometimes i just you know start whining you know and yeah. bitching and i know i am never going to be you dusty i know i'm never going to be rick i know i'm never going to be the the uh, hulk i'm i know i'm never going to be the world champion and don't no treatment. No he went, enough <laughs> you know he really talk like that yeah. and he said what did you just say Now I feel kind of stupid, you know, because, well, Dusty, I know I'm never going to be you or Rick or Hulk. No, D, D, what did you say after that? I said, well, I'm never going to be the world champ, bro. He goes, then what the hell are you doing it for? Dallas, it's hard as you work, as much as you believe in yourself. If you don't believe you're going to be the world champion, you need to get the hell out of the business right now. And I swear to God, I mean, it felt like he reached through and just bitch slapped me and he kept talking, but it just, it knocked me back. And I can't tell you a thing he said after that, but I know exactly what I did. There was a yellow pad right next to my phone and I pulled it over and I wrote on it. I will be the world champion in five years or less. It was four years Four months and 14 days. Now, the crazy part about this, and the only reason it really is on my my mind, I tell this story to people who are looking for inspiration or whatever all the time on my cameos, you know. One day I'm doing the same story to someone in a cameo, and then I go, Oh my God. I said to Dusty. Four years, four months, and 14 days before this, I know I'm never going to be you, or Rick, or Hulk, but on this night that I'm going to become the world champion, I'm stepping in the ring with Rick, and Hulk, and the franchise, the stinger. Wow. Like, what's the odds of that? Like you talk about manifesting. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you manifested it. You you Crazy. made it happen. You created it. So that's one of the things. I, and and I wanted we could talk stories forever, but I do want to get into um what DDP actually is. And DDP I know, yoga. Yeah, DDPY. What right. DDPY really is and how somebody actually does it. And you were starting to show me the app a little bit ago, but like one of the things that I want to know is like. I mean, in there, you were talking about how you show people how to set goals right. and how you show people how to visualize and how you show people how to do these different things, like take the pictures and then then you have these progress right. pictures. Walk, walk us through what, what DDPY is and how you do it.
1: When you open up the app, the first thing you're going to see is the list. The reason why I have thousands of off the charts transformations is because that's the first thing you see, and when you push the list, it's going to give you a video. And the video, I'm going to talk about what the list is, and it's uh, it's it's broken down. But when you get when I get done talking, it'll take you to up on the app right up here, and then it'll go right to um, user guide, and it goes there, and then there's another video. And I'll said, watch that video. So it tells you where to go, and what to do, but then go on down. All right, hold on. Uh, go close. on down to where it says the list. And when you push the list, well, then that's going to come up. And the first thing it's going to ask you is what's your why? Like, why are you here? So important. And it's so important. And when I wrote down, I'm going to be the world champion in five years or less. I always say, just don't think it. Ink it, write it down, put it in your phone, make it an alarm on your phone, burn it into your brain. That's how dreams, you know, become reality because they become goals that you write down, you burn in your brain, and then you just keep moving forward no matter what. So the reason why I want to know what your why is, is because I want you to write it down, but even more important, I want you to make a video of I want you to video yourself. Everyone's got a phone with a camera video yourself because that's the same person you want to look at later when you lose, let's say it's 40 pounds, but now you're not losing weight right now and you're feeling bad and blah, blah, blah. Go back to being that person again, who would be so ecstatic if they could lose 40 pounds. If all of a sudden they could do a push up. if all of a sudden they could do, because see when your body feels better, Your mind feels better no matter what. So it's what's your why? The next thing is SmackDown. That's my goal setting system as an acronym, specific, measurable, achievable, compatible. Keep it going. Do it. Own it. Write it down. Now I explain it. I explain how to do it. And I give examples. The next thing on there is our Facebook site. Don't listen to a word that I say about my program. Not a word. Go to Facebook. DDP yoga, one word. Not two words, one word. A buddy of mine named Chris Gabriano started that with a couple of buddies. Just wanted to talk about the program as they were going through it. Now there's over 70,000 people because it didn't come around. It didn't come about talking about a program. It came about people helping people. And it's something we were talking about before this went on that when you're helping someone else, like everybody gets depressed, everybody goes down. But before you take the meds before, I'm not saying you don't need them or they're not good, but I am saying that before you do try helping a couple of people. Because that's my life. It's always been my life, though. And whether it was the nightclub business or the wrestling business or DDP yoga, it's a way that when you're helping someone else, and that's what that DDP yoga one word is all about. And when you go there and you watch, just when you see people putting up pictures of the their worst version of themselves. Well, then I got a picture right next. That's a much better version. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's
2: extraordinary. Well, most of them look like two completely different people. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable.
1: And that's—I just took them through just what's up today because that'll be gone tomorrow because there's seventy thousand people there. So I tell join there. Just read, just read what people write on the app every Monday's motivational Monday. Where I'm gonna come on and tell you something that happened to me, something I saw, something that inspired me. Maybe it's a quote, and then I'm gonna elaborate on it. Every Tuesday's a new workout, every Wednesday's a new cooking show. Every Thursday's a tip of the week. Every Friday is Fabulous Friday, where I go on and I read from what people wrote. Now, over this last six weeks, I just did are Positively Unstoppable Challenge mm. winners.
2: But you got the shirt, right?
1: This, this is unstoppable, all right? But our the contest is called Positively Unstoppable. You can win a quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> Not one person gets into it for the money. Not one. We have six winners, because I couldn't pick three. Now I call them all champions, and there'll be one grand prize winner. When you see all of them, you're gonna, you're just going to shake your head like, what? Not one of them came there looking to win money. Hmm. They came there to PositivelyUnstoppable.com because that's where you sign up. First thing I have you do is do the list. <laughs> you know, it's like common sense right. there. Um, but they're there for accountability. They're there looking for hope. They're there looking for like-minded people Mm -hmm. who are a lot of in the same position, sure, just different. So once you go through that, then I'm going to give you a a lecture I did called living life at 90% based on life's 10% of what happens to you, 90% of how you react to it. I'm going to have you look at a bunch of different of our videos that are going to make you cry. And that's going to move you to emotion, which is going to move you to action. And then I'm going to have you do, like we talked before, take the six pictures, take the measurements, take the pain on the weight part. What's your current weight coming in? What's your goal weight? What are you at right now? So, like, that's how we track. Because if you track everything, this is all for you. It's not for me. It's for you. Now, if you go in the contest... Mm It's about your physical transformation, just as important, your mental transformation. Yeah. I show you any one of these people over the last three years who have been the, the the champions of ours. They are not just different people physically. They are completely different people mentally. And that's why they don't go back. Look at um biggest loser mm-hmm. so many of those they right. had such unbelievable transformations but the way they did it was so effed up and i mean they tortured the people i'm about to start a show Jeff, march 1st and we are filming it producing it everything ourselves it's going to be change or die <laughs> that's the name of well, it i
2: like it so far
1: and we're bringing in five people into the same house at jake Yep, came in and lived mm-hmm. with me and Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. And I, you know, we're gonna bring five people in and one of my buddies, Josh. He'll be like the dead, the house, the house dad, you know, when I'm not there. Um, but we're gonna bring these people in and we're gonna help them. The goal is not just to help them to change your life, it's to help them own their lives. And that brings me to the next thing. I have them read Positively Unstoppable, which is a book I wrote. Positively Unstoppable, The Art of Owning It. That's where the contest comes from. And then I have you watch Relentless, on, which is on Amazon Prime, Resurrection, Jake the Snake. So then you really see what we're doing. But here's a, the big part of it. The food, the food, the food. You have no idea what you're eating. Unless you're in my this part of the world, about that big, you don't even know what you're eating. Don't listen to me. Watch Food Inc., which won the Oscar in 2007. Watch Genetic Roulette. Watch GMO. OMG. Like, watch those documentaries. And why I know they work when you take gluten and dairy out of your body and sugar, which I never push people to do that because it's sugar, but Those are the three top inflammation that cause inflammation in your body. Inflammation causes pain. Inflammation causes stiffness. Mm -hmm. Inflammation is what makes you feel like shit. That's when you get it out of your body, like those people who move in with me and two of them, a lot of people are going to know, but the other three are going to be regular people. And we will put like-minded people together Mm -hmm. to start. And we don't know how it's going to go because we've (laughs) never done it, but we know our hearts are the right place. Our visions are the right place. And we have an outline Mm. and from there things will change, but that's be one of the things that people watch, but it's just educating yourself. That's what the list is about. And then when you get to the workouts, I have, if you get a Bluetooth heart monitor, it cooks up to the workout at the end of the workout. It shows how long you weren't in the zone, in the zone or over the zone. I tell you how many calories you burn and then all the different motivational stuff. We have cooking shows up there. Like right now we are putting together a 30 day eating plan for people. On top of that, the cooking shows we have right there, if you eat the food that we're cooking, trust me you're going to be so much healthier (laughs) but it tastes great i'm not making healthy food it tastes like cardboard
2: so one of the things that i wanted to ask because i'm totally into all this um in your in the movie relentless it talks about you 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 talk to this particular doctor eric is that right eric what's his name fred bisky fred bisky right now
1: fred bisky was a um
2: a nutritionist, right? but and You talked about food combining.
1: That's that's the main thing I do. I don't mix proteins with carbs. Ninety percent of my meals. It's all about digestion. So Fred Bishi had developed what I it's uh, my my version my 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 phase three version is based on Bishi, but not as strict because mm-hmm. Bishu's is really strict, yeah. like eating food in order and blah, 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 blah. But what it came down to, how does your body digest food? Think about Thanksgiving.
2: Mm-hmm. Everybody <laughs> eats everything. Yes.
1: And then they lay on the couch and a lot of people oh just go, God, boom. I
2: feel terrible.
1: But why, why, why do people like fall asleep to me? this is a wrestler's version of it, not a doctor's. Uh, Your body's going bump, bump, bump. We can't possibly process all these different foods and all this sugar and all these carbs Mm -hmm. and the protein and bump, bump, shut them down, shut them down. The hardest thing you do is digest food. That's a fact. That's science. So when you don't mix proteins with carbs, in other words, you might have, and there's only a couple of carbs I really recommend, but one of them is sweet potatoes, yams, a basmati rice. Uh, they're the only ones I really recommend when it comes to carbs. Um, as far as if you're trying to lose weight and vegetables, or you're going to have protein, chicken, fish, steak. Now, what digests easier, steak or, uh, or fish? fish, <laughs> you know, but it's like what what do you like? Then how big's your steak? Well if you're eating a 14, 16 ounce steak, not so good for losing weight. You should be eating the size of your palm. Mm-hmm. Because the biggest reason why companies like big um weight law uh weight watchers you know they have such a they go on forever and you can still eat garbage and lose weight. Portion control. So what I do is put together foods that are healthy for you, that taste great with portion control. Hmm. So now when you don't mix the protein with the carb, your body digests that food so much faster. So
2: a meal would just be like a, a chicken breast? It might, it then, might be chicken breast. Your and next meal would be, my would be your salad, carbs.
1: Salad, uh, it might be salad. It might be like roasted vegetables. I've got so
2: many mm-hmm. vegetables what, up there. What, what, but you're, you're, you're gonna eat your protein at a certain time, and then you're gonna eat any carbohydrates, any fat at another time. Well, is that what you're saying?
1: No, what I'm saying is like. The fat would be avocado. Yeah. yeah I'm going to yeah, have avocado. Sure. I'm going to have a huge, the salads. Yeah, but I, make, I mean
2: like, but you're saying don't mix protein with carbohydrates. Yeah, so, so
1: if you're going to have a meal that has vegetables yeah. and salad and green and uh protein, perfect. Get rid of the protein, throw in a yam, a sweet potato, you know,
2: Perfect. But then get your protein requirement for the day at other times yeah. where you're just eating protein. Like,
1: like maybe it's maybe it's in the morning you're eating eggs or shake. Like right. these shakes right here. Mm-hmm. I wanted the re- I wanted the white label ten years ago. Or gain, or gain, and it was way back then. It was seven. Ingredients Now that it's got about 27, but they're still, but it's, it's based on health. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not as healthy as its first seven, uh, but it's still pretty amazing. Tastes great. And it's economical. Like they're not charging $57 for, you know, a two pound, mm-hmm. you know, jar of, of it. So I'm a big pusher of like okay, a, here's different tastes that they've got in our game. Cause that's what I'm having. And the first two meals I had mm-hmm. today were protein shakes. Mm-hmm. I don't really need them. You know, once in a while, like I used to eat 12 eggs every morning (laughs) when I was wrestling, you know, to get all that protein in. Then I went to 10, then I went to eight, then I got COVID. And then I wasn't really an egg guy anymore, which I couldn't believe. Like if you told me, if you're going to eat one meal, what would it be? Eggs. I'll Mm -hmm. eat them three times a day, Mm -hmm. you know? So what I was really surprised at, I got rid of the eggs and I replaced it with steel-cut oats and berries, Hmm. I look the same. Hmm. I'm actually stronger right now. And no eggs. Hmm. I eat my one or two shakes. I eat my one or two shakes, and uh, I'll have a nice meal. I don't to be like a chicken breast. I'm not overeating anymore. You mm. remember, I'm going to be. I'm not a guy bodybuilding and trying to jack up. Yeah. If I was trying to really jack up, I'd be eating those eight to ten eggs.
2: Right. You know, I'd be eating all that. But I mean, there's a lot of you know your goals and and you know if you are trying to you know be a power lifter and you're trying to set animal. some kind of record that different is animal. that is a different kind of record. But yeah. mostly what your what your program is is designed for and and really targeted. Towards people that, or or you've at least I don't know if it's necessarily targeted towards that. It's probably targeted towards everyone, but you've had com- an incredible success with people that are going to have a really hard time doing other things. That, Running is out of the question. Right. Swimming may even be out right. of the question. Aerobics are out of the question. Playing tennis is out of the question. Right. I mean, like for Arthur when he first started, couldn't do any of that. none of it. Yeah. And, and some people feel so hopeless and some people even feel hopeless when, when their knees bother them and they can't run. Right. And all they've been doing for the last 30 years is running. Right. And they're like, Oh, I have no idea what to do now that I can't run. The next thing you know, their whole life gets in, in a mess because their that was their outlet. That was. You their know, stress
1: release so much more <laughs> than know? just their exercise, yes, right? They don't even realize and so now.
2: It. Like they feel bad and they're not, they're, they're getting stressed because they, they had this, they had this hour of moving meditation that's gone. Now they replace it with eating. They replace it with something else. And the next thing you know, their life is, is totally in a different place than it was just because of a knee injury.
1: What, what, what I've found is that once I get people doing my program and they start real, cause this is the glue. And for anybody who's out there, and I know you're a big part of this right here, if you're doing any kind of CrossFit, that is, like, so hard on your body. It's great. It makes you feel strong and unstoppable. But you need the glue. You need the glue. This becomes your cardio yeah. and your glue. Now, if you're someone who's you know, who's just beat up and they can't run, and they can't do this anymore, I've had guys who started being 475 pounds get down to 260 pounds. And they're back to doing jujitsu again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because now they feel great, but they're still in their fifties.
2: Right. That, that, you know? that changes someone's entire life when you can get back to doing something that you, that you love and that you thought you weren't going to do anymore.
1: You just have to do it smarter. Right. It's, it's just about training, you know, you train as we get older. And yeah, the, the greatest example is Mark Allen, who was 35 years old. That's not old. <laughs> you know, right. we know now that's not old at all, but he still had to change the way he trained to perform in, at the, the highest apex of being an athlete. You know, when you're doing the <laughs> the Hawaiian Ironman, yeah. there's nothing harder <laughs> than that, that 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 tour is going to be right. with the water and the biking and the running. You know, oh my. <laughs>
2: yeah, he did it and he did it awesome. I mean, like to to come come back and and really rewrite kind of people's expectations on age. He's one of the first people to do that. Now Tom Brady's doing oh, it right yes. in front of our eyes, you know, yes. and it's like, you, you just love that. It's like, and Tom Brady, like the reason he's doing that is a lot of the same principles that you have. Like he pays so much attention to his diet. Homework. He has a, he has a body specialist that comes over and is doing massage and stretching yep. and all this stuff. And he's, he's putting so much attention on that year round, like all the time, not when he's injured, not when he's beat up, like all the time. Like when we we went in and we looked at my hyperbaric chamber, yeah, yeah. my infrared sauna. There's a
1: steam room. There's a hot tub. Like when I talk to smart athletes who are professional athletes and they're over 32, when I say, what do you do when you're not, you know, doing what you do? The words that should come out of their mouth is rehab, mm-hmm. like constant rehab so i can still do this thing i want to do yeah. and if you're just a, a weekend warrior
2: you're gonna need to do rehab but well, that's the same thing with the with the audience like that that listens to this show what do you do when you're not hunting or fishing or hiking in the woods or camping or being you 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 if you want to do those things which are very physical things sure Big you time. have to Put in the work because I'm a big use it or lose it guy. If you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And, and what you've got is, is really incredible. And I do have some other things and I know you, you're a super busy guy. Dude, I want I'm, thank I'm you. here for whatever you I want to thank you, you for you your, for your time. But I do have some questions I want to ask you at the end, but I just want to finish up about DDPY and how somebody does that. So they get this app, get the app. They, they follow the eating program. They follow the workouts. They right. get on the list
1: They they watch all
2: of the things. Yeah.
1: When they get on the app and you can try it for seven days, it costs you nothing. Just go to ddpy.com or ddpyoga.com. And the bottom line is the first thing you should do is look at the list and understand like all the things that are on there. Then go to your workouts. And when you go to the program, like our workouts, you can't say they're too hard, even though we did a pretty intense. We did workout. a very hard
2: one. Yeah, we did a very um, hard one. We, but but you on your app you show like there's green I think is the easiest yeah, green. green all the way to red right and and you can pick and choose and then then you rate the workout after which I thought was pretty cool that that it's like well this one was really really hard well maybe that was too challenging for you at, right. right now maybe you'll get to that later but just step it back a little bit hundred percent and so your your app is really easy to follow and i have a lot of different types of apps whether they're uh you know tracking apps for nutrition or or workout apps or any of that kind of stuff that's one of the easiest i've ever seen to follow
1: and and one of the things i like to point out to people it's like you can't tell me it's too hard because they start off in bed <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, you know? they do though I mean, they do. that's what they I mean, do. it sounds like a joke but it does right, right. like it, you can truly if you can move like that's what the knees over toes guy says, you know, do you know that guy? Yes. He's he's doing yeah. some great work as well as you are, yeah. but he's like, if you can walk, you can improve your knees. hundred percent. Right? If you, so, and he shows you all these different progressions to do things. And, and that's where your thing is, is like, if you can, if you can wake up and open your eyes you can improve your health and you can improve your mobility and we'll start in bed. And that's incredible.
1: And then that's called bed flex. Then sit in a chair and I can get your heart rate jacked up sitting in a chair. Then you strengthen your body so you can stand chair, stand chair. Then you just use the chair. Now here's the beauty of the chair. And I had this one guy, (laughs) I had this one guy, uh, Mike Evans, played for his son played and his dad played the NFL and his dad played across from Butkus, hmm. you know, back when he played for Philadelphia Eagles and he was 72. And I was like, Mike, use the chair. No, I don't want the chair. I go, Mike, use the chair. I'm going to use the chair, use a chair with me. Bottom line is I finally got him to use the chair. Five weeks later, he sends me a text. He goes, DDPY alert. Mike Evans wiped his butt for the first time in five years. (laughs) Holy cow. What was happening
2: for five years? Well, you got to get around
1: it. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Yeah, you you, you still, there's ways to do it, you know, but but just like, I mean, the guys, it changes life. Yeah. Changes life.
2: But in that, like a lot of people that are, you know, tough guys, football players, whatever, they don't. They're they're so resistant to the to the idea that regression is actually progression, like 100% that, that if you're using that chair, you are using muscles to get up, you're bending your knees in ways that you were not bending your knees before you are moving in a way that you were not moving before. And that then you can slowly start to get away from the chair and like, then you can slowly start to stand up on your own and then you can be and balance yeah because
1: as you get older the first thing we lose is balance so i get you in lunges and stuff and on your toes and how to work it and if you're using the chair now you can do any of the workouts once you learn and the first thing every time i take you in a workout i don't take you right to the workout except for in bed but once you get to the chair to standing to up to you know the regular workouts. There's a diamond dozen, right? Break down every move that you're going to do all the time. And then it becomes easier for you. And that's really what I want. I want it to be easy and fun so you can see the results yourself.
2: Well, it obviously works. It obviously works. That's, that's awesome, man. Well, kudos to you for creating that, there's a tremendous amount of work that goes into creating it for yourself and then then transferring it over to something that's easy to understand that you communicate well that people can understand and follow because there's so, there's plenty of 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 exercise programs and and different lifestyle programs that absolutely would work, but they're so freaking complicated that, that nobody, I mean, I feel the same thing about teaching somebody how to fly cast. I mean, I listen to some people talk about how to do the fly rod and I'm like, my God, you need a calculator and, and all this other stuff. It's right. like, no, it's not that hard, man. You just stop here and you stop here and that's it. Right? Don't right. overcomplicate it. And that's what you've done is you've been able to, to really simplify this, but then, then communicate that effectively over and over and over again. And that, you know, you're, you're not fooling me. That took a lot of refinement and work. And, and probably a lot of times where you're talking to people and you're like, Oh, I see their eyes glazing over. Like, <laughs> okay, I gotta get a, I gotta refine my approach here because you want to know the
1: biggest thing I did. I'll give you the best example. Tito, Tito Ortiz, oh, right?
2: Right in but, our world here. Yeah.
1: Uh, good buddy of mine. And, uh, so I met him, at a gentleman's club, <laughs> really? Me- Tito Ortiz
2: would be in a gentleman's club? Yeah, that is so strange. In,
1: in Vegas, <laughs> uh, and I, I was uh, one of my championship times. You know, they weren't all they weren't all that long, but they were fun to have. But I, I was a champ at that time, and he was the guy coming. Like he was making a name for himself. You know, going into ninety nine. Two thousand, I don't remember exactly the year that we ran each other. One, I think it was ninety nine. And what I I read this thing on uh, Sports Illustrated, you know, one of the the columns, and he was talking. They were asking like, "What are some of the defining moments in your life?" And he brought up this time where we met each other at the <laughs> Beverly really? Rhino. and he said, "And I really wanted to be a part of professional wrestling, and Diamond Dallas Page talked me out of it." And one of the things I said to him, I'm like, dude, everything's cyclical. And like, we just had our biggest run and it's not as good as it was last year or the year before, but it's still good, but it's cyclical. And like what you guys are a part of right now, uh, I think you have potential just because you're not afraid to be the heel, Mm -hmm. you know, you like Mm -hmm. being the bad boy and you're getting that from wrestling. I get Mm it. And you really need to stay there because you're about to do some really cool stuff. And
2: he was. He's and the he foundation. Was, right? He's uh, the foundation of the UFC. He him, was Chuck Liddell. Yes, those Chuck bikes, Liddell. Those, who, who Chuck Liddell him?
1: does my program. Yeah. But let me tell you a nice. second. Let me tell you this. So so I say to Ch- I, say, I say I say to Ortino, I go, Man, it was really cool that you told the story the way it actually happened. And he goes, Of course I'm gonna D. I really appreciate that guidance. And I said, Listen, I know you just got back surgery. I said you need to be doing my program. I promise you. That's why I never had back surgery, even though I ruptured my L four and L five. I can help you with this. He goes, come on down. So I went down there. And back then, where people? Oh, you're part of, this is a yoga world. I go, it's not yoga, you know. But you know, they th- they thought it was going to be airy fairy. So back then, I brought it a lot. You no, know, mm-hmm. I brought the I brought the the hard shit. So I asked Tito, I asked him I respect the story. I said, so I can make this like, just a beginner level. Just show you some stuff. I can, I can make it a little more immediate. You know, I can do, I can do whatever level you want. And he looked at me, he goes, just bring it. I go, no, you want me to really bring it? Just Bring it. Like, of course oh. he did. Of course I did. <laughs> we get done with that workout. Okay. It was a hard workout and he struggled at points, but of course he got through it. Right. And I was, I was a beast back then with that, you know, with bringing that shit. And it was not the smartest idea because never got back to doing it. <laughs> Didn't return like three different phone calls. So I just let it go. Now I'm up, he's in Bellator and I'm up for the fight. It's in Memphis. Uh, Michael Chandler's a good buddy of mine. Oh, yeah. So, so I was up there to see him fight. Um, and um eddie he was fighting eddie uh, alvarez at the time and uh the door opens in the elevator and there's tito he's like <laughs> DDP! gives me a big hug i go say some bitch <laughs> i said you never called me back after you know we got together to work out he goes i gotta be honest with you d it was too hard i said You're saying it was too hard. He goes, I'm being honest. He goes, that shit was hard. And I realized right there, I'm never doing that again. Uh, I'm never going to bring it. I'm going to bring it up to where, you know, where I, I took you to where you, you could have gone farther but i didn't want you to walk out going man that kicked my ass i right. want to do i want i wanted it to he- heal leave, my body Leave them
2: hungry right Leave them where they come yeah. out that's the same thing with fishing like you take somebody fishing like my daughter says hey dad i want to go fishing well if you take her out on a 16 hour marathon day <laughs> right. she's like that's the last time i'm ever doing <laughs> that it rained it snowed right. we didn't bring any food we caught nothing right. until the last hour right like it, no that was horrible. Why would anyone want to do that? No, man, you go out for a half day, yeah, and and she's like, I want to stay out longer. Oh, next time, you know, yeah, like, you leave them, you leave them wanting a little bit more. But man, you know, Tito Ortiz, he's a fisherman. He loves to fish, and and I, w- I would, l- I want to get him on the podcast. Uh, I've been a big fan of Tito Ortiz. You got his uh, number? No, but I uh, will after this. Yeah, I'll say. Uh, I'll we set have you mutual up. friends. Clay Guida is uh, his. Uh, do you know Clay Guida is no, a fighter, no UFC fighter? He's he's probably been in the in the more than anyone else he's really he needs to do your program because he's aging he is uh what he turned 40 the other day really and he's still fighting okay, and, i uh, know
1: who you're talking about okay yeah. looks like the caveman yeah, yes yeah, yes he's, yes, he's yes, uh yes.
2: he's awesome but anyway clay loves to fish like yeah. more so than anyone and uh and and he's been on the show and he's been on this podcast and he's been on our tv show and everything and uh he knows tito real well so maybe maybe we'll get hooked up there
1: well I, right. don't, I, just, I just want to finish this chuck you know he started stops he started stop and he's like he's telling everybody about it because yeah. he loves it. He's, so now I'm his accountability partner. Nice. Every week I call him. You know he's such a great guy. I love him. Uh And uh he's now he's he's got two weeks he in. Should, and, uh,
2: he should have some amazing muscle memory. I remember watching Chuck Liddell and, and he would walk into the to the deal and you know he's just looking like this and then he would take his leg and he would put it on top of the octagon <laughs> and he would just kind of stretch into it All like right. that like it was nothing like and he rarely did any big high kicks like that like mm. he was a he was a standing you know slugger and Killer. but he, he had flexibility that <laughs> yeah. was unbelievable you would see him put his leg i mean the top of the octagon is really yeah, tall high. Yeah. and he would just put it up there and just stretch into it like it was like it was nothing but uh yeah what what awesome that's cool okay um so i'd like to finish up this this whole deal with just a just a couple of questions and i kind of have started asking um Kind of similar questions to everybody, and it's just kind of interesting to to hear different people's opinion. And we don't have to spend much time on these. But I love this shirt,
1: dude. I just realized what that said: mindset is everything. That's what that's it's all about,
2: everything. man. Everything—the
1: story you tell yourself, that inner voice.
2: God, ask a question.
1: No, I no, should. no. That, my it's favorite. It,
2: this, my, this is the important part. Like that—that that may be a question. Well, tell me. Tell my, me what mindset is to you.
1: Well, I read a quote. And I was on Brainy quote on there one day and I saw this quote and it was called the repetitions of affirmations leads to belief. And once that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. And then I looked and I saw who said it. And I was like, oh my God, I know his affirmation. I am the greatest. I'm the greatest of all time.
2: Who's that? Muhammad Ali. I can tell you,
1: this guy right here. That's so awesome. <laughs> this one here, that's the second time I met him. He was so cool to me. The first time he says, diamond, lock up. <laughs> Is that great? Is that great? <laughs> that's so awesome. uh, so I, how did you know that?
2: How did I know? what? How'd you know his affirmation? How'd you know that was him? Because he's, th- he, I mean, I, I just know that. I study these things. Yeah, but you've but, heard him but say but a heard it a million times. times right. he a million times. He convinced the whole world of that. Exactly. After he convinced himself of that. But
1: he'd been already, con- he was saying it when he was a kid. Right. You know what I mean? So the repetitions of affirmations leads to belief. And once that belief becomes like that work ethic, deep conviction, things begin to happen. Big things, big things. You know, it's like when I got, when I went for my hall of fame speech, I I wrote a 27 (laughs) minute speech and I didn't really realize I had notes on my iPad, you know, there could be 20,000 people there. It's like the whole arena where they, you know, they, they take over a whole 20,000 feet of seat arena I've been in front of a crowd like that where millions of people are watching on TV. I'm going to deliver a 27 minute speech. What am I thinking? What if my, what if my iPad breaks down? You're like that could have been my voice because it tried to creep in I bitch that slap that that voice. Cause there's only one voice in my brain. This is going to be the greatest day of my professional wrestling career. I'm going to blow everyone away i'm gonna make them laugh i'm gonna make them cry i'm gonna inspire them the best thing i've ever done it's 2017 if you go in uh peacock and pull up hall of fames eric bischoff gives me an unbelievable introduction and uh I went out there and it was the best thing I've ever done, but that's the only voice. My four daughters are walking out with me, you know, and Rachel's like, what if I fall? What if I trip on her? I'm going, honey, you're going to be fine. You know, people are coming up to me and I'm hearing what Bishop saying, but in between me, listening to anything, that's the only voice in my brain and mindset is everything. The story you tell yourself, that's what positively unstoppable, the art of owning it is all about. It's all about it, owning this six-inch piece of real estate in between your ears. Mindset is everything. It's everything. It's everything. It's
2: my favorite t-shirt. I have two of them. Um, Okay. So something in your world that you see, and it could be your wrestling world. It could be your acting world. It could be the the people that are DDPY uh, customers. It could be anything. In your world, something that sticks out, that's, that people are doing wrong, that you see is, it's very easy. Like, why, why do people not see this? This is how you do it. Um, but I just spoke about,
1: you know, mindset. mindset and helping Jake get through his Coke and booze and pills and crack and the shame It's helping people see through the shame. That's, you know, it's hard because that becomes, it all becomes about shame because they've done something else that's embarrassed them or their family or whatever. But mostly people, if we take it on, just have nothing to do with, it's always addiction because addiction to food, Mm -hmm. addiction to health, addiction to drugs, addiction to booze, addiction to gambling. It's an addiction. So, parenting yourself. Discipline is the truest form of self-love. It's about the pleasures that are instant, pushing them off for the bigger rewards to come. Discipline is about loving yourself and giving yourself everything you ever wanted. So that to me when you can start to really discipline yourself and that's why I call about owning it. And that's what I, that DDP yoga page. I write that all the time. Way to go, girl. You're owning it. You know, great job. Way to put the work in. You're owning it. You know, that to me is the thing that I watch it happen every day, mm. but I know so there, you know, 90% of the people out there in that spot, they never see it because they're not right here they're not watching something like this mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. that's what it takes he's it a blip then there's another blip and then he to be thrown in your face and then you got to pursue it people say how do you stay so positive i work at it that's what it takes that's what it takes working working at it
2: okay cool it's still going
1: yeah it's still going my legs over here. Okay.
2: <laughs> All right. So, um, okay. Two to three things you do on a daily basis that contribute to your success.
1: Um, take care of my body. As far as like the chamber, my workouts, you know, de-stress myself. Um, I eat really healthy and
2: I help people. Love it. Okay. Um, what about, are there a couple of books, maybe one, maybe a couple of books that you've read that have had a massive impact on your life?
1: I think uh, thinking grow rich was probably, you know, Napoleon Hill, I would say, because he's really after that, you know, after <laughs> because goes, everybody who's inspirational, they all steal from the ball. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, I was just talking to my wife the other night about, uh, you know, one of my favorite stories is th- um, three feet from goal Now, three feet. God, now I can't remember the beginning of it. Three feet. I can't remember what it was destiny or whatever, but three feet from victory, let's call it. And it's about this, um, this guy who's, you know, the big, Everybody's moving out west, gold, mm-hmm. going for gold. And um he gets out there and he finds a gold. He finds a, a mine, uh not a mine but a vein. And he, he you know, he covers it all up and he goes back to you know uh Baltimore or wherever, somewhere on the East Coast, and he raises the money and he goes back and uh he does all this, you know, mining and he pays for all this stuff and he starts going and going and going and going and doesn't really hit. He never finds that gold again, and he just keeps going, and and he keeps going, and then he finally can't do it anymore. You know, it's just like running out of money. You know, this isn't going to happen, so he sells it to another company, and he leaves three feet from gold. It was literally three feet from him, but what they did it's all how you attack something. You just can't go into something and go, I'm gonna do this, this, and this, and this. Like sit back, and go, what's the plan? What's your goals? What are you how how are you designing where you're going? This guy brought, brought in a you know company that didn't you know the geology parts of it. Mm-hmm. And, oh, just keep going that way. Yep. Boom. And it was the biggest strike that ever happened. You know, <laughs> so I just have that like that video that audio book thing mm-hmm. and occasionally in my car i'll just pop on any one of those stories and they're all super powerful because uh napoleon hill he worked for carnegie you know coming up mm-hmm. for 20 years he got to be around thomas edison and henry ford yeah. and all these guys who were mega minds and uh you know we talk about henry ford being how one of the newspapers called him ignorant because he only has sixth grade education right. but when he sued them and he's got a phone there and he gets up there in the stand and he says that i don't know how anyone could call me ignorant because on my little speaker button here if i need to know something about <laughs> bringing thermo energy. I don't care what it is. He knows nothing about it. I push that button. I want to know something about law. I push that button. I want to know something about mechanics. I push that button. I have everyone at my, at at my accessibility to have all that knowledge.
2: Yeah. He had Google before Google was Google. He, he He
1: was Google before it was Google. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes by Henry Ford is, and, you know, and I don't want to tell people it in the beginning, I say, if you say you can, or you say you can't, you're right. And then I'll say, Henry Ford said that. But well, what the hell did he ever do?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. That's one of my favorite quotes, too. Um,
1: it's so true, though.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um. So more personal, more personal note due to my uh, research for this of the list that I'm going to read which do you find the most rewarding your acting career being a world champion in wrestling getting ddpy started and all the people that you've helped or learning how to read when you're 30 <laughs> years old uh, personal would be learning how to
1: read and it took a long time for that to happen it was so funny, by the way, I said, wow, you're really, really good. You're going to better and better. I mean, still at this time, you know, because uh, I practice all the time. But the thing I'm the most proud of is a Resurrection of Jake Snake. Because there was a moment where we didn't know, because we'd never put like WWE footage in anything we did where we put it out as a documentary, because we hadn't put it out a documentary yet. And I originally went to them and asked if I could use the footage, and they were like, "Oh, I'm sure it's not going to be a problem, blah blah blah." And then this woman came back to me who was at the time running a part of the network, and she was like, uh, "Dallas, uh, now we can't, we can't give you permission to use it." I didn't need permission. <laughs> you no, know, I did. I did it because they have a, a, I forget what it's called, equal. It's not called equal nations, but it, it's called something where you can use it if you're explaining what it's about. Okay. And you, then you can use that. And that's all a documentary is, is explaining about who is this person. And so I had a big decision because this was three years before I would go in the hall of fame. And this is before we knew Jake was going to go in the hall of fame. Right. And I said, Steve said, you know, if we do this, you know, you might get a lot of heat and you know, it might keep you out of the hall of fame. And that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> like that meant a lot to me for right. my wrestling. That's as much as it could mean. And, uh, cause no matter what, you know, it's not like the Oscar, is a world championship, Hall of Fames, the Hall of Fame. Right. You know, and there's only a select group of guys in that, no matter what, of the tens of thousands of wrestlers that there's been. So it was more important to me what Jake and I went through together with Steve and Linda and Dylan and Garrett and all of my whole crew. You know, one of the things we haven't talked about, but I want to get it in now if you want to check out Snake DDP's Snake Pit, oh, yeah, yeah, our, podcast. Pod, our podcast, we've been number one. Uh, we've been up for three weeks now. We're in our, do we just put, you know, just put our third week and for the last three weeks, we've been number one or number two for the last, you know, cause that's yeah. however they do that. It's awesome. Yeah. Which is really cool. It means people are watching and it's growing and you know, it's super cool to, uh, that people, it's the only wrestling show that's not completely wrestling. Kind yeah. of like maybe half the time, talk about it. Well, there's and-
2: also old stories. Like I listened to one on the way up here, and and there's like the the stories of how you guys met and everything, right. which are super interesting to somebody that knew that time period. And and like you know, a lot of the wrestling shows are probably about today's wrestling, and you know, and there all, are a lot all of them are, a lot of them
1: are negative. And the big thing, because Steve, you you've heard me talk about it a couple times today. Steve's one of the producers while we're filming. And you have to understand how bad Jake was. Like all you have to do is go watch the beginning of the resurrection (laughs) to really understand because of the booze of 30 years plus, you know, the Coke, the crack, the pills, it creates such a fog. And that's what people need to know that it doesn't have to be like that. And Jake, I mean, Steve are leaving our first filming of Jake and, Gainesville, Texas. And as we're driving away, he goes, so what do you think? I was like, man, I don't know. I said, I never would believe that he was in that bad a shape. And the real shame is, Steve, I said, I don't know if I will ever be able to have a real conversation with my mentor with my brother again. And then we got through resurrection. There was points during resurrection when I would go, Jake, if you're thinking of saying something like just off the top of your head or blurting it out, <laughs> say the opposite, no matter what it is, say the opposite. Like, that's how bad it was at one point. Then Jake got sober. And within two years, I saw a different Jake. And in two more years, I saw a different Jake. And the guy that I know for the last three years, first of all, sharp as a tack. You know, been hitting the head a few times, so not clear on all dates, but neither am I. You know, but he's the best storyteller mm. ever, you know, mm-hmm. and he now does one man shows, you know, before COVID, he was doing them all over the place. And he's working back with AEW. You know, they love him.
2: Um, that's got to yeah. make him feel so good to be able to, like, tell those stories and talk about it and talk about it from this other place of, like, yeah, that's where I used to be. Right. If I was still like that, I'd be dead.
1: No, 100%. No doubt about it. 100%. And the thing that Steve came up to me, because we would put, like, six of them in the can. And we've, we're, on, we're on level, we're on episode three right now. And after the second episode, Steve came up to me and he was like, man, he goes, they're so inspirational because when we tell a story, there's like a, me- there's a reason for the story. It's not just a story. Like, what did we learn out of that story? Mm. Like, they're so positive. He goes, I would never believe that Jake could be so inspirational. Because he knows,
2: <laughs> here's
1: one of the funny <laughs> things, when we first started filming Resurrection, the first week, first five days, because he had to go on the road for the weekend, the first five days, Jake cleaning up, he's doing the dishes, I mean, he's the model, the most perfect house guest ever, and Steve walks up to me. And he doesn't really know Jake like I know Jake, Jake, Jake Snake. I know, I know like the dark one, mm-hmm. you know, the one where we're out in the club one night and I, he pops a pill in his mouth and I go, Jake, I go, was that a Percocet? Did you just chew that up? They taste like shit. He goes, yeah. I go, why would you do that? He said, well, when you chew them up, it goes right to your brain, which is true. I said, but you've taken a few of them. How many was that? He goes, I don't know. Nine. 10 right so that guy i know that guy so he says to me he goes you know jake has been amazing and not there's anything bad with that you know but we're filming a documentary and and if there's no drama and he goes well there's at some point there'll be driving steve remember you said that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah. he saw he saw all
2: the dark sides i'm, of I'm Jake. sure they did and, he, and, and and it comes out in that in that movie too yeah. like he slips he slips yep, and we show it yeah
1: and he couldn't watch it i mean he couldn't watch it for the longest time but he had to because now we're going out with it right and it hurt him he was embarrassed but after a couple of years when you got little kids coming up to you and hugging you They only know you from that and that you brought their dad back. Wow. You know, bringing my family back together. You know, like I get choked up just thinking about heavy. So that is my finest moment. That and that DDP yoga page. Like what's on there and who those people are and how they all help each other. Like I didn't even think anything like that could
2: exist. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Powerful. You know, I knew I was going to enjoy this. I really did. And the other question, uh, well, there's a couple others, but the one that I kept thinking about all the way up here, like, why, why are you doing this? Like, why are you, (laughs) why are you sitting here right now with me? You don't know me. You're not a fisherman. You don't, you hadn't been watching my show on TV. You don't know anything about me. But yet I ask you if you'd do this and you have given me what 4 hours of your day you've invited me into your home you've you've taken me through your workout I could have been anyone like, I, I think that if any guy that has a podcast in his basement had called you and said that they wanted to do this, I really believe that you would have taken them through there. Well, well, you why, were, why are you doing this? Why well, do you star, do that?
1: For starters, you were vetted you know, by, <laughs> by, by Marlin, Okay, because my buddy Marlin is one of my closest friends and I do get everybody want me sure. to do it and I just don't have the time or the voice because one of the things that. that we didn't even talk about is I blew my voice out so bad a few years ago they were talking about putting a box, Ooh, really? which was really scary. Yeah. It was bad. So I really had to back off, but you know, when I find someone because I look and he showed me and I said, yeah, absolutely. You know, but I look at like, like, what do you do? Who are you and do I want to talk to you? And I just liked what you were doing. I saw, And I do like fishing. I like going out. I don't want the seas too high. One of my <laughs> best friends, when I told you when we were down in uh, uh, Panama City Beach, <laughs> my buddy Jeff Lucas and his wife, Teresa, they are unbelievable. And we went out with our two good friends, and they got a killer boat. And these, these guys are hardcore. They're like you, dude. Mm-hmm. They love it. It's only going to be one to three feet seas, so we're cool. They were seven to nine. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's only so much fun. <laughs> and Paige, like wrestling Randy yeah. Savage.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And I still will go back out because I want to eat. There's not you know. Yeah. Like eating fish that you get at Whole Foods is nothing compared to eating fish that you just caught right i mean the first time my father my my ex-father-in-law kimberly's dad he had come back and he just caught some grouper and he was like so do you want some uh i'm like sure I was like, I've never tasted Grouper like this before. Right. It's amazing. <laughs> and then I became addicted to it. So if I went down to whether it was Destin or wherever I went, I would always want to go out one of those days and go out and catch them, come back and eat them. You know, so I you know, I appreciate uh the art. I'm not as loving it if I want to go out every day, but I want to go out and do it because yeah. first of all, it's fun. Yeah. You know, I've never been on one of those Marlin ones. I definitely want to try that. Yeah. And when I, I just don't wear this when I'm out there, I'm wearing the hoodie with sleeves. Yes. Well, I you got I, to, I'm completely covered you know, I mean, most, most,
2: <laughs> most guides, like almost every single fishing guide in the Florida Keys wears one of those on their face. I Have mean, to. It's, it's just a mandatory deal. Um, yeah. Well, we're going to go fishing. Yes, absolutely. We'll we'll make that happen. That'll be fun. That's a fact. So there's one more thing that is a, that is a, um, ongoing theme on this, uh, podcast. And it's been an ongoing theme in my life. And I just wonder what you think about this. And I'm not even going to explain it very much, but if there was a phrase, weakness is strength. What Mm -hmm. does that mean to you? Um, I always
1: tell people never, um, don't ever, um, God, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Don't confuse kindness for weakness. You know, like when you're being kind, you know, that doesn't mean I'm weak. And in what you just said, uh, sometimes you need to be weak. You need to let go to get stronger, you know, and, you know, sometimes you got to fail. Like, I've failed so many times, you know, on my way. Like, it makes you one step closer to not failing. And once people really understand that, that's when the shift happens, you know? And they really, they're not just changing their life, they're owning their life. I use that a lot because it's, it's so powerful. Like, no one can tell me what to do. I'm independently taking care of wealthy. Um, I'm, I can do what I want to do. I'm doing this cause I want to do it. Right. You know? And I, I like what, you know, the, the people you were talking to and I'm thinking, yeah, man, a lot of those guys need this, you know, and girls, you mm-hmm. know, they need this. And so if there's a, there's an avenue to share the word, like one of my biggest goals, like if I die tomorrow, DDPY explodes. Because <laughs> of all the stories, because people never want to praise you or whatever, or put your stories out there until you die. Then they want to talk about all the good <laughs> yeah. shit you did, you know? Uh, but I plan on living a long time and being able to do all the things that I can do for holding my foot over my head, you know, when I'm 97 years old. That's my goal. And, you know, for doing. What I'm doing, I want to make it a household name because I know whether, like you said, I know you probably think it's for everybody, but these people get the most out of it. And that's pretty much your audience right now. Yes. But this is for the athlete, the professional athlete that's smart enough to understand preventative Mm -hmm. maintenance. Because when you understand preventative maintenance, well, then you understand like every single guy in the NFL, every single guy is one injury away from the career being over. Now, if you're not, you know, Zach Prescott or, you know, or Mahomes or, you know, you can, you can get injured and you'll have a shot to come back. But if you're like R.J., Reggie, remember when he freaking blew that knee out mm-hmm. when he was playing for Washington and he came right back? Now he's a color commentator. No, because done. This is the glue that'll help from the professional athlete stay in the game. Oh, stay in the game another year and you can make another $4 million because come out, you might make 60000 Mm-hmm. you know, right. yeah. how do you reinvent yourself again did you save your money <laughs> you There's know? only so
2: many color commentators yeah there's only so many color <laughs> you know commentators. what i mean like that's that's a pretty competitive deal 100 right? man 100%. You, know, you need a name, tim tebow or something like right. that like you're competing with that like you're right like that is the case but you know my 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 journey this year has been around this stretching program and meant much of what we did is very, very similar to what I've already been doing. Thankfully,
1: you could do some of it,
2: but it's, it's yeah. a year of torture, but, um, <laughs> it, it is winding the clock back. It right. is absolutely like winding the clock back. So anyway, man, I know this is, you've given me a tremendous amount of your time and I just want to honor you for, um, for, first of all, mm invite me to your home is super cool. Like it's unbelievable. (laughs) I'm sitting in here looking at all these pictures of you with every celebrity and wrestler I've ever heard of in my life. So that's super cool. And give me this much time, but you know, you, you, you've helped a tremendous amount of people and you, you should be, you should be commended for that. But what I notice when I watch your films and what I notice when I look into your story more is that you really stand by people you stand by the people that are by you, whether that's Jake the snake or whether it's Steve or whether it's, uh, Arthur or whether it's like, you've built this business around people that were there in the beginning. You didn't replace those people and move on. You, you've done that and you've done that over and over and over and over again. And man, to me, that's, that's pretty awesome that you do that.
1: It's all about your relationships. I tell people all the time, it's not about who you know or who knows you. It's about who's willing to say they know you. Who's willing to pick up the phone and make that call for you, which I do all the time. I call people who get my program every day. There's someone I call that's either was doing it or I just, they just got it. Hmm one of my favorite calls ever was i get yo this is this is how it goes hey um is uh this i think her name was Bonnie and by the way 68% of the people who get the program are men <laughs> you know so yo know, so for this was this woman bonnie and, and i said hey bonnie uh i go hello is bonnie there and she's like yes i go hey bonnie it's ddp
2: Who? (laughs) What DDP are you referring to?
1: (laughs) I said, Diamond Dallas Page, didn't you just get DDP yoga? You're calling me? She (laughs) goes, I just hit send. (laughs) But it comes off my phone and I always look, who's the last person to get it? That's my first call and i always do star six seven because i don't know who i'm calling right right and so uh she goes oh my god she goes i can't believe you called me she goes you know i go can, i just was curious Bonnie. first of all i want to thank you i try to call a couple of people every day and thank them for getting the program i said um you know um can you tell me how, what brought you to this and this is crazy but i hear it so many times you know, I saw that disabled veteran that you helped, Arthur. You know, I saw it about five years ago. You know, then I saw this other person that you helped, and I was like, God. You know, I got to try it. And I go, That's awesome. That's so cool. Who's the other person? And you'll say, Christina, or whoever that person was. And then, uh, <laughs> and then she goes, I have to be honest with you. I have to really be honest with you. She goes, My job is i debunk companies mm-hmm. she goes and i've got to be honest she said i saw the thing with arthur i saw the thing with christina you know i saw this i saw that and i'm like there is no way this guy is got there's got to be something negative negative." Mm-hmm. and she goes and i'm ashamed to admit it right now <laughs> She goes, but it's what I do. She goes, I looked and I looked and I looked and I couldn't find anything. (laughs) So I said, I have to get it. And now you're calling me
2: wow that's a good call it was
1: great <laughs> man it was great and then i'll just call somebody who lost like 30 pounds what i see on that site like there's a woman i just i just freaking contacted my buddy robert before you he got on? i said get me this girl's number because i'm going to call her and just say hey blah 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 great job You know, keep up the great work.
2: So awesome. Building such a good community. I mean, you really are like that community and it's gotten, it's gotten bigger than you. So I mean, if anything, if anything happens to you or you go and do something else and get some, (laughs) your, your new show takes off and you got to spend another bunch of time, you know, filming that. It, that that this, ga- this keeps going yeah it, it
1: all it, it keeps going it, it takes care of itself at this point but again i, I want to make it a household name because i know it's going to help so many people it's going to be my, from from your grandma to you know your your son who's playing soccer you know to uh what do you need Paigey? water or should i need water <laughs> 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 thank you wife <laughs> you know just to uh to everybody in general cuz they can family stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Family stuff, super powerful.
2: Awesome, man! All right, DDP, thank you. Thank you, for coming, brother. You're yep. awesome. Thank you.
1: We're we're, we're going to become bros. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I, we we were before course. we even started. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for this week. We'll see you next week. You'd think with four of us spread out on a tiny
3: island that the task of tagging a white tail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn terrific. Pursuing wild game in wild
1: places. Tune in to HuntStand Presents, Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.
0: You wanna succeed, you wanna fish, you wanna be one of the greatest.
1: Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.